everyone. Welcome back to the Tyler's Travels and Trains podcast. We have a very interesting show for you today. That's right. As a travel industry expert, I've heard and personally dealt with people who have experienced difficulties or fails while traveling. Some of these fails can ruin your trip or turn it into a, a funny memory. So today we're going to read some travel fails that can give you advice on how these kinds of things can be avoided. We reached out on our social media pages and asked you to share your travel stories or what you learned after your experience, as well as looked up some that were posted online already. Now, please be aware that because these stories are not our own, there might be some content that you might not like to hear or for your younger audiences to hear. So without further delay, let's get into the good, the bad, and the crazy. <laughs> that, that is definitely the, the truth. So yes, so, every, so some of these we have read already, some of them we haven't. So you're going to be getting like kind of our blind reactions to a few of these. So some <laughs> of these are from strangers, some of these are from friends. And some of you wrote in not just the fails, but like what you would have changed. So this is gonna be really cool because usually we're the ones that are giving the advice or the tips, but now you guys are getting part of the action as well. So one of the first ones that we saw, which was, it was a travel fail and it was bug bites. So (laughs) this person, what they said they did, oh my God, I'm just laughing when I read it for, um, for the first time, they were they were traveling. They don't say where, though, which I'm kind of bummed, but they... Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. It says France. They were traveling in the countryside of France, and as they were traveling, they uh, got bit by a bunch of bugs, mm. and at first, they didn't think much of it, so they were like, okay, whatever, I got bit by bugs, like, put lotion, don't scratch it, but uh, within a day or two, they got really red, started to blister, and, you know, not the not the best. Mm. <laughs> so he had to find a hospital. Um, oh. He tried to find a doctor's because he didn't know what to do, but he did not speak French. He didn't know how to read French. He, and he was traveling alone. He was backpacking through Europe. And so he tried to find local people that could, you know, speak English or French. And what he says happens, oh my God, this is so bad. <laughs> he goes, he finds some little, a little kid who um, could speak a little bit of English. And so he asked him to take him to the doctors. So the kid led him to uh, the local hospital and he went into the doctor's office, got checked out. And he says, I couldn't understand why the doctors were looking at me so funny. And all I asked for was medication before these bug bites. <laughs> Finally, they led me out of the, ho- the hospital and said to just go to a local pharmacy and get, you know, like just like lotion or like stuff for bug bites or whatnot. I couldn't understand why everyone just looked at me so weird when I showed them the doctor's notes as well. It wasn't until I got home and talked to my friend who was fluent in French that I had <laughs> been given directions. And these are his words. To a vagina doctor. Oh my god! <laughs> he sent him to an OBGYN. <laughs> the OBGYN was just like, "What are you doing here? I don't treat bug bites." Oh my! But gosh. no one. He, he. The problem is, he said, <laughs> "This is his tip." He's like, 
<laughs> do your research for all the emergency locations and what you need to do, as well as learn some basic uh, some basic phrases of the language so you can communicate. Yeah, so that's that's actually a very funny and interesting story. So, personally, we've given that tip. I think that was on our top five tips and tricks, or like yes. do's and don'ts. It was like make sure you know at least the basics of the language. So, like restrooms, where to eat hospitals like take allergy like papers so you can um, do it in the language just because not everywhere is gonna speak english especially in those countrysides like in the major cities yes right but in the countryside (laughs) if you're backpacking a lot yes that's exactly it i would highly suggest that you do you know, learn a little bit of the language or you're traveling to like, so for example, when we went to Italy uh, and Austria, both my wife and I actually learned a little bit of the language. So she learned Italian. I learned uh, German. So that way I knew what we were ordering, what we, what, you know, how to get around and so on and so forth. By learning those phrases just a little bit helps a long way. Uh, the other thing too, is also knowing some of those medical phrases because sometimes things do happen. I mean, when you don't think it's going to happen to you, you're, it's going to happen to you. That's the thing. So just being prepared. Um, My and, favorite thing is that he referred to it as a vagina doctor. I know. I mean, that's that's like, what's funny. But um, so just having, again, like even like a medical card, like, hey, where if there's a specific type of um, medication that you're allergic to or that you can't have or whatever, um, or if there's a specific, you know, contact that you need to have when you're talking to a doctor, I think it's, it's always good to have, you know, some sort of record that you can take with you when you're traveling so you can share that when you are that maybe say in a foreign country that you don't may not know too much of the language about so that's just something that we suggest yeah, that's 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 definitely a, a tip i would give to this poor poor listener <laughs> like i know the backpacking through europe going solo seems like such a cool thing but and if you're gonna hit up all those countries you gotta have like you gotta be prepared for emergencies because even when we went to italy i got bit by a bug yes and you did. i didn't think much of it either and the next day it was like purple and i had never gotten that kind of reaction from a bug bite before and i have sensitive skin so i would get red and i'd itchy but it was like purple and i was like oh my god and luckily our tour guide could tell us exactly what kind of bug did it and everything and he was like you're fine you just need lotion blah 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 blah." but that was a lesson we almost had to learn the hard way by not we thought about you know learning the basic language but we didn't think about the emergency situations right. either we're like oh crap how do you get to a hospital how do you get to a pharmacy they run them very differently than where we're from so how you know right be, be prepped but thankfully we had someone who <laughs> spoke english and could tell us how to take care of it right and then the other thing i was gonna add one last tip to that is also making sure that even though again you may have medical insurance in the states if you have insurance in the states it doesn't cover you when you're traveling internationally to other destinations so just be aware of that too um maybe maybe putting aside a budget if you need to get those medications and such um but just be prepared if anything happens you know you gotta have some sort of insurance or some sort of coverage when you are traveling internationally and know how to say emergency room or emergency doctor or something right don't just say doctor (laughs) right uh what's the next what's the next story hon oh you want me to do the next one yeah what's the next one uh the next one we got is called they label this the most horrendous bus trip ever. Ugh. I'm so interested in this one. I haven't read this one. So th- this is what they wrote. Myself and two friends decided to venture to some of the more remote areas in Indonesia. I'm telling you, when people go out of the cities, man, 
and they go to these remote areas or the countryside, they're some of the coolest places. But this is where most of the fails happen. I swear it's so true. Uh, Some of the remote areas of Indonesia to experience some impressive volcanoes. Whilst I can't say the journey wasn't worth it as both were beautiful places to visit. I guess they went to a couple. I do regret being ripped off by a travel company that we organ that we organized the trip through our luxury air con minibus. We had treated ourselves. I do treated in quotation marks turned out to be cramped with no air conditioning and even the windows didn't work properly. Mm. The journey was 16 hours and the driver refused to stop for toilet breaks. Oh. oh my God. We eventually persuaded him to stop for one break after a lot of arguing, but the rest of the time we rationed our water. So not to need more. We stops. <laughs> we arrived past midnight after a nightmare journey in a cramped minibus in 40 degree heat. I'm guessing they're it's Celsius. Celsius. Yep. Um, dehydrated and had to be up three hours later to start our truck to Mount Bromo for sunrise. Mm. Even the local bus they had arranged for our onward journey in Bali was also eight hours with no toilet stops. So we decided to hire our own taxi, which felt like absolute luxury. So oh that is 16 hours, hours on a that's bus with no toilet breaks. Yeah. So when it comes to those, uh, again, other foreign countries, sometimes, you know, you got to be very careful with what you book. Personally, again, maybe in this instance, it sounds like it was more of a backpacking kind of a trip, which is definitely what it sounded like. Um, and they booked those kinds of excursions through. It sounds a, like the tour was through the country or the place they were staying at versus like an American country or European country booking like third party or whatever. Right. It's not the specific tour operator or or, or agency. It's basically they did something while they're there. And which is, again, sometimes those work. Sometimes like if you go into Mexico, sometimes those things can work. Uh, But personally, what I recommend is as a travel expert is to book. If you're going to go to a a foreign country that you've never been to before, um, and especially one like Indonesia or some of those Asian countries, it's always recommended that you book with a tour guide or a tour group um, that is a company that is reputable, who has great reviews, or at least been in the industry for a while, knows what they're doing and know yeah. what they're talking about. Um, and again, being with an expert. Um, when you Also, can I go off of that real quick? Yeah. Also, the thing is, sometimes when we plan our trips, we have the excursions in mind, but sometimes when we get to the location, you'll hear other people who are visiting like, oh my God, have you gone here? Did you even know about this? We did it. It's fantastic. And then you're like, oh no, I didn't. Hey, we had this free afternoon. Let's go book that because people at the hotel or people in the country or whatnot, they're saying this place is really cool to go to. And then they end up booking a last minute thing through some local right and and don't have the time to do the research and it's like you know what just you don't do an excursion you have kind of haven't done your research on just because sometimes it works out sometimes it does right and there's gonna be people like we just booked it last minute and this was incredible and that's awesome i personally would not do that yeah just because i'd be like i just don't know where we're going i don't know location i don't know how long it is i don't know like what am i gonna have to wear like am i gonna need hiking shoes am i gonna need sandals am i gonna you know right i have to do the research before i do a booking of an excursion right because again i think last minute last minute results usually equal to sometimes unpreparedness and even sometimes too to a fault where it can cause it could be kind of a, a, a 
an unfortunate time where it can be, uh, you know, like I said, not having the proper gear or the proper um, understanding of what you're getting yourself into. So that's why we recommend, again, booking with something, you know, in advance, doing your research ahead of time versus last minute. And this is what it sounds like this person did. Um, and yeah, it sounds like they said, oh, we just decided to we go decided- check these volcanoes out in Indonesia. Like we just got a bus and our bus tour. I'm like, right. How do you not know that bus tour is 16 hours? Like that's one of the first things when you book, they're going to tell you the longevity of the right. ride and whatnot like that. Right. There, and it also has reviews. I always recommend checking reviews. Yes. Reviews. No, here's the thing. Reviews, this is one thing I always have to say, reviews are great. However, they are also a person's personal viewpoint. They're a read a bunch of them. Read a bunch of them. Not just the like the, like the top three or four. Read a bunch of them because each person has a different perspective on how they may view a tour or a city or whatever that may be. So just be aware of that. Um, and then I also think too is is that you know. Um, uh, we always say this in, in our podcast, but just do your research and honestly work with a travel advisor. We always recommend that is because when you're working with a travel advisor, you're working with someone who is an expert in that area um, or or at least in that type of the industry. Yeah. If you're going to book an excursion, I definitely agree with reading the reviews because no matter what excursion you are looking at online, no one is no one in the professional industry is going to market it badly. Right. They're always going to market it like this is an incredible experience. You have this and this is wonderful and blah, blah, blah. That's and that's why a lot of people get duped into doing excursions that are very uncomfortable for them. Mm -hmm. What their situation is like for me, if I was traveling right now, I'm six months pregnant. I would have to know how long is that drive and are there bathroom breaks? Right, right. <laughs> I think even the the bathroom breaks is most... Just alone for most people would be like... Because some sites, I mean, a lot of bus tours usually have a bathroom on board on the bus. That's usually if it's like a luxury motor coach experience. However, there are times also where there may not be a, a, a toilet on the bus and there's usually stops where they do make restroom breaks. So for this not to be a, a restroom break, that's that that does sound horrible. Yeah. Um, the last minute thing, too, is that sometimes when you work with a travel agent expert or something does go wrong on the trip and you want to get refunded for it, they will do their oh, best to get I it back Oh, I would have demanded it. a refund for that one yeah, for especially sure. Especially if you waste a lot of money. I'd be like, oh, my God. So, but what's the next, what's the next okay. to, uh, funny one? This one. <laughs> This one is labeled, they labeled it slapped in the face by a wild eagle. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> in Kenya, having a picnic on safari, my friend set opposite was enjoying a chicken drumstick. Mm. A wild eagle had a touch of food envy and swooped down fast as lightning for the chicken. Only problem was my face kind of got in the way. <laughs> Eagles are huge. They are, yeah, they are not like they're big. Suddenly, everything went black and felt a bit oily. Oh, oily. I haven't read this one either. If mm. we're gonna go, I looked up seconds after, baffled to find my safari buddies rolling around in stitches. Leanne, you've just been slapped in the face by an eagle. Well, I guess not everyone can say that. This may be one of my favorite funny travel experiences. In fact, my online dating profile starts with, I was once slapped in the face by a wild eagle, and it's amazing how many dates I've gotten with that one-liner. <laughs> oh, Leah, I really wish you would have given us your last name so we could have just put on there, like... Yeah, to help you with your dating profile. No, like, <laughs> guys, how many women are you going to meet out there that got slapped in the face by an eagle? That's actually kind of cool. You know what? I don't really have a tip on this one for a trick. That That's just one of those random ones where it's like, how do you prep for that? No, I like, don't... Because you're going to eat lunch, and like it's on a safari, and I'm sure the... The guides tell you, hey, be careful with this, blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah. we're not going to go like in the middle of like a lion area and eat food. But like, 
Birds, oh, I, oh, birds I, or you got to be careful. I was going to say, if you had him say, oh, yeah, we're going to sit right next to this lion's den. And you get here's some chicken wings. That would be funny. I'm sorry. I would be that would be laughing. But, oh, that eagle was mad. He's like, you're eating my brother. I was supposed to be, <laughs> no, Fred. No, <laughs> no. Oh, I wish Leanne put her last name and uh, what dating profile she had. That would have been great. That would have been funny. Well, if anyone runs it to Leanne, tell her we loved her story. Yeah, that was the funniest story. But no, I don't, I don't have any tips on that one. I don't. There, how, I mean, how could you honestly be prepared for that? I mean, the the eagle just saw, hey, you you know, you're your bright brother, and that's it. I mean, he probably was pissed. And, well, oh, like, it's they're eating chicken, but still, it's yeah, like, yeah. it's part of the family. Yeah, it's, it's in the family. <laughs> it's in the family. Oh, my gosh. Why don't you read the next one? Uh, do, why don't we go actually to our um some go to some of our, our friends? Yeah, some of the Facebook. Stuff. Okay, yeah. So we'll go to our Facebook. We read about three that were um on just ra- random online ones. But, yeah. Um. Okay. So yes, we put a uh, we put a Facebook status out there. Um. Okay. Do you want me to read the first one? Yeah. Or do you want to read the, the, why don't you read this? This is actually one of my really good friends. Uh, her name is Jocelyn uh, Santiago. Um. So shout out to you. A shout out to Jocelyn. Uh and. We we met in high school, and we became really good really good friends. And she went to uh, school in Northern California when I was still living in Southern California. So she did a bunch of stuff that she worked at, um, or she went to school for uh, like a maritime academy or whatever. So she did a lot of traveling, lot lot of traveling. Um, so she would always tell us some really cool stories and always bring back little knickknacks. Um, so this is hers, okay. And this is literally how she starts it because after I asked. Ooh, I have one. So my buddy Jake and I went to Disney World around this time last year. We got a bit of a late start, but got our luggage checked and made our plane with no problems. Made our connecting flight and made it to Orlando by 8 p.m. or so. Our luggage was nowhere to be found. It turned out we had checked in just a tad too late and our luggage had gotten on a plane departing after ours. It would be there sometime the next day. Initially, we were panicking, but we took a deep breath and worked out a game plan. After dinner and a drink, we washed our clothes in the hotel sink. (laughs) The concierge was very kind and gave us a few toiletries, and he directed us to a gift shop in case we needed clothes. We got our luggage the following evening and laughed our butts off. Um, So, yes. Uh, Oh, yeah. She's like, learn. Um, She has her own tips on how she dealt with this. And we'll go off of her tips in just a second. Her learning experiences. Make sure you arrive early to your flight. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I would rather. I'm one of those people who would much rather be early than kind of close because we live in the time where we have our iPhones, our tablets and everything. You can find entertainment for an extra hour or yeah. whatnot. It's not that bad. And I kind of have a side story to arrive in and on time. Yeah. But we'll go in that second. Pack a couple small toiletry items in your carry-on like deodorant and toothpaste. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Yes. I'm going to go off of that in just a minute. <laughs> Number three, if you have medication for, and since she said, you know, she was on birth control, make sure that you is also in your carry-on. Absolutely. Four, have a clean pair of socks and underwear in your carry-on. Oh, my God. That's also in our five top five do's and don'ts mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And five, learn to take a breath and laugh it off. Accidents and mistakes happen, but panicking will get you nowhere. Okay. You go first, and then I'll give my opinion oh, on my. Uh, about... Because I'm the one who taught you how to pack yes. um, carry-on because you did not pack here. I'm like, dude, no. if you lose your luggage, you're going to be so upset. Yeah. Like, so, and, and thankfully, I will say to, 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 that, to that point, 
thankfully, we have never lost our luggage ever since you and I have been married. Even before I met you, I've never, never lost traveled, my luggage. Never lost a luggage. Which but I've was, heard the horror stories, and I I prep for them. Right. So that's why it's like it's better to be to be prepared versus unprepared. Um. So in regards to arriving early in your flight, we always recommend in the travel industry when you're traveling domestically within the U.S. to arrive at your uh, at least to your um. To your, you know, uh, airport, to the airport <laughs> and the gate and everything. You always want to arrive there at least, at least two hours prior to departure. And here's why. Because, again, you always have to uh, check in. If you have any checked baggage, not carry-ons, checked baggage, you want to at least to have that prepared and ready to go at least two yeah. hours before your flight. People forget about that. They think, well, it's not going to take me two hours to get, so I can get there like 45 minutes ahead and like... You don't understand. No. They close off taking your luggage after a certain time. Yeah, it's usually the at least the last. It's before basically the hour before your flight departs. Excuse me. Um, they 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 will no longer take any checked luggage for that specific flight. They gotta make sure they get all the luggage organized. There's uh, luggage for hundreds of planes, thousands. I mean, especially when you go into huge international airports like like Seattle, Los Angeles, whatever. Those huge international airports, there are thousands and thousands and thousands of bags going in through from international countries coming into the U.S. or vice versa domestically. So they have a system in place. Um, but the so but now when it comes to international travel, we always they recommend at least three hours. So an additional hours that you can go through security checks go through passport checks and so on and so forth um so that's just at least the recommendation however when we went to mexico last year we had we saw and witnessed a couple uh who they were they they unfortunately missed their plane this isn't really related to luggage but they missed their flight uh their spirit flight so what happened was is they were uh late to uh, arriving at the airport because they were uh, staying overt at their uh, they resort. They wanted to stay an extra hour at their resort, resort because they're like, well, we don't have to leave this early. The plane does, it'll only take us this long. I right. guess they had traveled to Mexico before. So they were thinking that, well, because last time it went like this, it should work out the same way this time. Right. And what happened was, is this, uh, they didn't prepare that again, because Mexico is a very popular destination, um, especially even last year and going into this year, um, you know, it's making sure that you arrive to the airport ahead of time and also having though, you know, your, your documentation in order. So having to go through that, that's why again, arriving at the airport at least, you know, three hours ahead of time gives you enough time to go through the whole process and still have time to wait before your plane boards. Yeah. It's better to wait versus not. Um, and then I think it's just funny when people complain, like, I don't want to arrive that early. I'm like, hell, half of us binge TV shows for like three or four or, hours. Just put like, there you go. Or like, even grabbing or even grabbing a meal or a snack before your plane departs. Bring a book. So what happened was is literally at the, the, the gate just shut the, the gate, gate uh, was closed. Uh, they shut the door and the, pe- the people literally were running towards to, ca- uh, to their plane and the plane was literally about to leave and they were very upset very you know you know very very mad and unfortunately the gate person was not their fault well not their fault but they're like hey unfortunately we can't get on that flight we we, you know you can go to the next flight and and it was just a whole debacle so that's why personally just make sure domestically you can go on domestically two hours internationally three hours yeah like i'm so anal about time my thing the the good learning experience from this is like i said before when me and Tyler started traveling together, you know, he had an idea of how packing should go. And I had to very lovingly tell him, no, that's not how it should go. <laughs> um, I always bring a carry on, no matter if I 
people say, oh, you need it, you don't. Because a lot of people say, well, if you fit it all into your regular luggage, why are you going to bring a carry-on and carry on this extra luggage? This is why no matter what trip I do, I have a Mm carry-on. I always bring an extra pair of pajamas, an extra pair of clothes, Mm -hmm. two extra pairs of underwear, and like a pair of socks. Right. I always, always, always do that. Then I bring on my toiletries that I'm allowed to take. If it's if it's within the three ounce thing, my toiletries are in my carry on. Right. Toothpaste, you know, hairbrush, deodorant, toothbrush. Yeah, toothbrush. Every those those things I take with me right. every time. Medication as well, just like um, Jocelyn said. The stuff that are absolutely necessities go in my carry on, just in case. case. Yep. Um, because I've I've just had friends like Jocelyn or other people who did not prep that way because like, well, we're just going here. It's no big deal. Blah, blah, blah. And if that luggage gets lost and you're, and I've, and you know, what's funny is we've actually got quite a few stories of people not have like their luggage. That's, that's been the most common one was the luggage one. One girl said they, when they were traveling that they had, it took like three or four days for their luggage to come in. So she's like, I was smelly. I was this. And cause I had to keep wearing the same clothes. Also, another thing I bring in, if you go to the travel section of, um, any store like Walmart, target, anything get like those little travel, travel laundry soaps. Yes. And what you do is you soak them in your, in your tub in the hotel and then you just air dry them, you know, do what you gotta do. But if, if you have those incidences and even a travel deodorant too, that's another thing too. You can, you can literally yeah. get a little small travel deodorant and that will last you if you lost your luggage within like two days. Or and then when you're traveling back home, you can reorganize your luggage however you want to. Like for instance, some people put their stuff back in their big luggage because they're going home. So if their luggage gets lost, they have their clothes and then they put their souvenirs in um, the carry ons or whatnot. But, I always take a carry on no matter if everything I need fits in my luggage or not. It's not my carry on is not my overflow bag. It is my, if something goes wrong, I have clothes and like stuff like that right. kind of bag. Um, but that's the most common one we got with um, asking this response is what are the fails? And most of them were about my luggage got lost yeah. and I didn't prep, which is crazy. What's the next story? I've read like four. Do you want to read Murray's? Sure. I can read Murray's. So, uh, Mary, again, shout out to you. Uh, he, his was actually a very interesting story. So I'll start off with this. He says, I, uh, I'm going to tell you about the time I accidentally went to Japan, which got me thinking, how can you accidentally? I, I literally responded. I was like, wait, 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 wait. How, how do, do you, you accidentally, accidentally go, go to, to Japan? Japan? <laughs> so let me share this story. Two years ago, I had to meet the ship in Guam. So again, he, he was work, Was he still in the same? Yes. Academy? Oh, oh, yes. Murray. How we know Murray is through Jocelyn. Uh, Jocelyn met him through, I believe, college. So they worked at like I think it's called Cal Maritime. So they did a lot of traveling. Right. So uh, I was in Norfolk at the time, and my original plan was to fly from Norfolk to Chicago to Honolulu to Guam. Unfortunately, that's a lot of that's by that's a lot of flying. Basically, going from all the way from the East Coast, Norfolk, Chicago. So you're going, yeah, East Coast all the way to Hawaii, and then all the way over to Guam. Which, by the way, that's a lot of flying. That's a lot of flying. I don't know if I could do that, man. That would be really hard. I mean, think about that because you have to go from Virginia all the way over to because from Virginia even going over to California, it's about about five to six hours on a plane. Then you have to go another was another I think five to six hours just go over to Hawaii. Then I think another. 
six, seven hours just to go over to Guam. So it's a lot of flying. Uh, so he, it's a, it, it's, it goes on and saying, unfortunately, when I got to Chicago, I didn't but notice. You know, no, but really quickly, you said Virginia, right? Yes. He doesn't specify if this is Virginia or this is England. Well, Norf- Norfolk, Virginia is, I am a, that's why I assumption. But there's also Norfolk, England. That's, that's another location, but I'm, he doesn't I, specify. I'm, 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 ask him. I'm, like, I'm making an assumption that I'm going to guess Virginia. Virginia. Too. I'm going to, I'm going to assume Virginia. I'm a, cause that's a, that's a, I know it's a major but port, you, but you can get to England from Chicago's airport as well. Yes. So yes. It, it could be either way. It's a long, that's a long, long travel. It's a lot. So as I was saying, unfortunately, when I got to Chicago, I didn't notice that the agent had changed uh, on my ticket. Nor did I. Nor did it update on the at the time I looked at the info board. Wait, the agent had changed. That's what it says here. No, no, it says the gate. I didn't notice that uh, the gate. Oh, I'm sorry. That the gate had changed on my ticket. I'm so sorry. The gate. No, I'm reading it with you, and I was like, wait, what? Yeah, mm-hmm. notice that the gate had changed on my ticket. Nor did it update the, at the time I looked at the info board. So I'm sitting around waiting for the plane to arrive in completely the wrong terminal too until about ten minutes before departure. <laughs> I go up to the nearest gate agent and asked the status of the flight, and she said, oh, they moved to terminals. She tried to call the other gate, and they had to just close the doors on the plane. And he says, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Not my words, that's his words. The agent refers to me to the concierge for the airline, and the agent there uh, there took my order and started talking about why I was booked this way and that there was a more economical way to get to Guam. She asked if I had my passport on me. She said, you know, and thankfully he did. Yes. Um, Then if I had a valid COVID test again. Yes. She hands back my orders and a dot matrix print uh, with the instructions to go to a gate in the international terminal. And the printout stayed said Tokyo Narita. I profusely thanked the agent and ran off to the terminal. At the gate, I was greeted by the representative, and uh, and he took my documents and determined I didn't need a visa. Gave me an aisle seat and the road to myself. Asked what kind of meals I wanted on the flight, and he even told me the, uh, what sh- shops I should look at in Tokyo air, uh, Tokyo's airport during my four-hour layover. It didn't hit me that I, I was uh, dipped into Japan Oh, sorry, I was dipping into Japan until he handed me my boarding pass for Tokyo and Guam. Oh, and so got to Guam earlier than my bags. So, yeah, I didn't plan on a layover in Japan, but it was well worth it. Oh, my gosh. That first of all, that travel day just sounds like hell. Yeah. There's no way. I'm like, even if you're traveling first class, I'm like, that is just, I think about our 23-hour traveling day I was from Europe to say. back, and I'm just <laughs> like, oh, that day was hard. But my advice, my tip on this is, Another big mistake I see people make is mm. uh, they read their documents once or twice and they feel like they memorized everything they need to do. And so they're like, okay, I know this leaves at this time, blah, 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 I'm supposed to be here. And they and they just kind of memorize it. Right. I can memorize things. I did theater for a while. I had to memorize scripts, all that. I was a waitress. I would memorize orders. But when it comes to travel and I'm putting my trust in someone else to mm-hmm. put the paperwork and everything together. Tell me what time I know travel can change yep. like in an instant, especially now with like I after, just, after COVID yeah. and everything like that, like we're, we're slowly seeing ourselves come out of it and whatnot like that. Things change all the time. 
I am constantly, am I not constantly checking our tickets, checking everything? I'm like, yes. did anything change? Did anything go like da, 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 da. And I know he said it didn't update on the thing on the, on the display board right. in time, but he said it was changed on his ticket. He just didn't change his ticket because he probably knew what his route was, knew where he had to go, blah, 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 which a lot of people do. We we're like, okay, I know I have to go to gate like B3 or to, and the next one I have to go to G12. And you know, we like, we know exactly where to go. Right. But then things can change. And at that at that point, especially in the airport, they're just giving you the paperwork. Right. It's, it's on you. They can't they can't babysit you. So that's uh, that's a very fair point is being prepared even to the point like sometimes like what I do is I actually have an app. So I, I have apps of the oh, airlines yes. apps so update all the time. I personally suggest like if you have a, a, a there's an airline that you like to use. Like so for us, my wife and I, we prefer to use Delta. That's but usually, once in a while we'll do Alaska. Too. We'll, we'll or yeah, exactly. Sometimes we may change airlines, but we're, we're, we're predominantly we like to use Delta. Yeah. Um, and with Delta, I have their, their app and it notifies me if the gate changes or where my bags are at, too, which is a nice thing. Like, oh, your bag's already on already on this plane. It's taken care of. So you don't have to worry about those things. That's something that we would recommend. The other thing is also, too, is exactly what Caitlin was saying. Just recheck, double check, triple check those documents because sometimes things change. Even the, and would, in the moment. Do it in the moment. Don't it, just memorize it. Just it, always check it. Exactly. Another thing I would also say, too, is actually... Um, uh, sometimes people don't do this. They just say, oh, I'll just have it all down on my phone. I always like to have a printed copy, even though it's we're all going into this digital direction where you can have all your plane tickets and your train tickets, all of that on a digital app. It's always still good just to have a printed copy with you just in case if you don't have the Wi-Fi. We talked about this in our, you know, five tips and uh, yeah, five do's, do's and don'ts. Yeah, do's and don'ts. Do's and don'ts. Always episode. have a hard copy, copy. Um, just in case your phone breaks, you don't have signal, phone gets stolen, phone, you know, it's just, it's best to have multiple copies and i know people are like well that sucks just get a little document we have a document little foldable bag that we keep our passports and extra documents in and whatnot they're not, we're not talking a huge bag it's no. like a, it looks like a big wallet yeah it's like a big little nice little wallet there that you could just put all the stuff in there the other thing i was going to mention too and this is depending on who, when you book your flights either if you do them yourself or you know normally a travel agent doesn't rec- doesn't do this but if you book them yourself is um is sometimes people say, oh, I, well, a 45 minute or half hour layover at an airport should be fine, right? We witnessed when we were actually flying back on that 23 hour day. Remember that, hun? When we were, we saw a couple in, um, in Paris, actually, they were, they were running, <gasps> oh my God. they were running, they were running so late and behind. No, it wasn't, it wasn't a couple, it was two sisters. They oh, were traveling sisters. together. Yeah. So they were, they were running late because they were, they only booked the, 30 minutes between their flights. Yes. And our, I'm like, what are you doing? Our flight from Vienna over to Paris was delayed. It was delayed because they, um, the gate where we were originally supposed to board our plane wasn't the gate actual, the, the boarding thing, whatever it is, I forgot how you call it, wasn't working. So you had, they were basically had us board on the tarmac, which delayed the flight by, I think, 30 to 40 minutes. So by by doing that, had them. They had to, like 10 minutes. 10 to 15 minutes. To, to get between their flights before their gate closed on their other flight. And they were like, please, like, let us through, let us through. Guys, I know none of us like layovers. I hate layovers. Right. But if there's an option of. You have a three-hour layover or a 45-minute layover. I'm like, um, I'm going to do the three-hour layover. Do the three-hour layover like because that, it's, it's better to do the long layover versus the short. Some people think, oh, I can make it. I can make it. You don't know what's going to happen to you on your trip. That's mm-hmm. why it's better to, again, be prepared than unprepared. Um, and 
especially when you go to a huge international airport like Paris Charles de Gaulle or Chicago. There are multiple terminals. There are multiple areas of that airport where you have to travel through and even take public transportation between the airports to connect to your next terminal. So again, plan ahead of time. And then um, we have just a couple more and then we're going to kind of wrap up because there's there's so many guys and they're they're really funny. Um, but our, our podcast usually goes only about 40, 45 minutes max. But this one isn't so much of a fail. This is absolutely a brilliant tip. And I'm really, really upset. I've never thought about this. Um, one of my uh, co-workers from back in the day when I was a waitress, uh, I love her. Her name is Ruthie Johnson. She is amazing. Uh, she actually helped train me. <laughs> she said, questioning... And I don't know why she said questioning if she should share this because by say by posting she did share this. <laughs> questioning if I should share my tip of using the travel size bottles to get your vodka through security so you don't have to buy overpriced airport booze. No. <laughs> and I just looked at that and I was like, "Yes. Yes, absolutely. Like no question it. Yes, that is an amazing tip because you can go Again, to Walmart, Target, and you can get empty three ounce bottles like that have, haven't had anything yep. in it. Wash it out with some soap and water. You know, always make sure it's clean and then put your alcohol in yeah. it and then just put it in your travel case. I'm like, why have I never thought of that? I, I didn't even think and about that. You know what? That. If you really want to go like all for it, now they have the labels that come with it. So you can just put like sanitizer on it. <laughs> like, no one That's would think smart. anything of it. That is so brilliant and she got so she got a couple likes someone put one of those like uh on facebook the emoji that hugs the heart like thank you for letting me know this yeah that's a very smart one Uh, honestly i mean personally you know definitely do something like that if you know you want to not spend the money you know uh buying airport booze especially um what's what's another good one after that one i so so there's one that another girl we know uh her name is uh brianna she didn't give one example she just gave a ton of small examples of fails and i'm I'm not even gonna be able to give tips on all these but i will just read them off because they're they're all really short they're like one two sentences so brianna we call her bean um once i fell 40 feet off a wall in italy oh i remember that story Another time, I tried to sleep on some scaffolding in Prague and got chased by a store owner down the street threatening to call the police. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I just She's lived a life, I'm telling you. Yeah. Slept on a shower curtain in the Swiss Alps to keep our sleeping bags dry, but woke up having slid down the side of a hill. Sleeping bags <laughs> sucked. Oh, my gosh. Took only cliff bars as nourishment on a two-day train ride across the country. I now hate all protein bars. Oh, my gosh. Booked a hostel in Florence without reading reviews. Ended up paying full price for hostel, but sleeping on dirt in someone's backyard. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I can't even give tips for these because it's just like the kind of tips we've been giving the whole time. Like, do your research. Although I don't have any tip for sleeping on a shower curtain on like the Swiss Alps. That no, is that's, definitely. That's interesting. Okay. Almost rolled my truck off of a mountain because I forgot to put the emergency brake on when I, lo- <laughs> when I locked it and got out of the vehicle. Oh my God. 
Oh my! Got God. lost in the middle of the night in New York City and hopped off the metro in the middle of the projects. Oh gosh! Ended up stranded in the middle of the night in the mountains while hitchhiking with my buddy, trying to get to New Mexico. It was thirty degrees and we didn't bring jackets. Oh my Slept gosh. inside a random tiny hut we found, and a garbage truck tried to pick us up in the morning. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> Took a nap in vehicle while sister was driving. She drove four hours in the wrong direction. Only realized what had happened when I woke up and didn't recognize the little town we were in. Oh, gosh. Took my friend on her first camping trip. Didn't bother to book a campsite and instead drove around for several hours trying to find a spot and almost settling for a meth lab looking little area in the woods. Oh, my God. I swear this girl. There's more. Oh, God. Okay. Had surgery and had stitches in my back. Forgot I had stitches and went on a backpacking trip. Oh, my god! Back got infected and my friend had to dig the stitches out with her pocket knife. And then I had a giant gaping hole. Didn't heal for a few weeks and now I have a giant scar from it. Almost couldn't get across the border from Costa Rica to Nicaragua because I let my passport expire. Oh, my god! Or almost expire. Okay, I, I will say very quickly on tip on that. Um, just because we are starting to see people traveling again for this year, please, please Check make your sure passport. your passport is up to date. Again, we always recommend at least six months before expiration date. Make sure you do reapply uh, uh, oh for your passport. I think there's like, okay, there's like one, two, three, four, five, Let's six Let's do more. one more. No, these are so short, though. We can oh, do okay, this. It's okay. okay. Pulled over in Utah to get a couple hours of sleep after driving all night. Accidentally parked in sand and spent the next three hours digging myself out. Oh, God. Accidentally drove with my wallet on my windshield going 75 on the interstate. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Missed a train by one minute once because my sister and I forgot about time change. Oh, my God. In Belize, my friends gave their money to some guys that promised to take them deep sea fishing the next day. <laughs> That's a when good we one. arrived at the agreed upon meeting spot, we couldn't find the guys, but when we found them, they had already spent their money on weed and were too chilled out to take us fishing. Oh, jeez. Okay, last two. Had to go to bed hungry, only having had Nutella to eat that night because my friends and I got to our town in Switzerland to eat and nothing was open. Ugh. Threw half of what I had packed away on the top of a mountain. No one needs a curling iron when they are literally hiking the Swiss Alps. <laughs> Oh, uh, I'm telling you, she has lived a life. That's for sure. I mean, there's so, I would just, if I have to just narrow down advice for that one. <laughs> Wait, those are, those are all from the same person? Those that's all from the from same, the same wow. person. Wow, that's impressive. I'm just like, what? <laughs> First of all, don't give your money to people like, yeah, we'll take you to do this. Yeah. It's like, no, book it through a professional. I mean, definitely taking a curling iron on a mountain hike. Oh my god! And then sleeping on a shower curtain on the side of a mountain. That's a good one because you don't want to get your sleeping bag is wet. Well, check your passport. Do your research. Don't pay random strangers. And don't overpack. Oh, and and also uh, check reviews. Don't just stay at a random hostel. and, And pack more than just protein bars. Yeah. Um, but Brianna, definitely what a life, what a great travel life. And I know you have had a lot of great other travel stories and even some great pictures. So oh ha- hats off to you. Cause you definitely have quite a bit of experience. Um, all right, Brennan, do you have any you want to share with us? Yes. Oh, I, the one I just had was more of like a tip in, cause I oh, know that's lot, fine. I mean, a lot of people, I mean, it is an experience, but we, so last summer we, me and my family went to 
Glacier National Park in June, at the end of June. And and I I guess it didn't occur to us that we could we thought we could just show up at the the park and just get in, but I don't know what if this is if this is normal at all parks, but mm-hmm. at Glacier you have to get a reservation right. to go into the park. Right. Mm-hmm. And you can when once you get your reservation, you are good to get into the park between for 24 hours or whenever they're open from for seven days from once you get that pass. Well, if you don't get that pass, you can get into the park, but only before the hours of like where the reservation. So you either going in the morning, but before five o'clock or you're going at after four o'clock in the afternoon when everyone's just lining up to drive into the park. Right. And so, but, and we had planned this trip for about two months and we, and then the, like a week before Abby's like my wife, she's, Oh, we need to get a reservation to get these tickets. And they right. only give out a hundred or a, a day. They give it. Yeah. A, a, select, a, a select amount. And then when, and then when you get into this online queue, they go, they just sell out and literally minutes. like seconds. It's crazy. Yeah. It's, it's, Oh, seconds. I was going to say minutes. It, no, but. It's, it's seconds because it's, it, it's crazy. Glacier is one of those parks that is on a lot of people's li- bucket list. Yeah. We did, we did Glacier too last year. We did it at the end of July, early August. And we actually invited friends. Yeah. Um, but the one thing that was nice that he told us was that a lot of people, they make the mistake of just doing the reservation for the, the sun road, like the, you yeah, know, doing that. Mm-hmm. what you can do to kind of get around that too. But this can also sell out quickly too, is just make a reservation for one of the boat tours. Right. Yeah. And then that also gets you on the so sun there, road. So there's two select boat tours you could have done. So, so by the way to that reservation. So the, the re, so be aware folks, what, um, what Brandon was talking about was, is that you have the, park entrance fee which gets you into the national park but then mm-hmm. also there's a reservation on what they call the reservation fee to go on the go into the sun road which is basically to get your way around the park that's the major highway to get into beautiful. the park and it's mm-hmm. absolutely phenomenal the thing is is they implemented this reservation back in 2021 because in 2020 um you park know, was closed the, the, well the park wasn't closed it was open the thing was is that people from all around the u.s were flooding to major national parks like oh sorry great, yeah, you're great, right great, great, great smoky mountains you got you know zion and then glacier all these places and there were just so many crowds that they didn't know how to handle it there was people you know getting in, into accidents or having trouble find, you know or navigating just through trash a, a tra- a trash there's all this hassle so the national park service thought okay well what can we do to limit and actually kind of not have to experience Get a handle last year. on this, yeah. So that's why they create these reservation fees or reservations to get into the park. So they have a select number of, uh, of, uh, of reservations that they'll offer per day. And they release them usually within a short time period, about two weeks, sometimes a month in advance, depending mm-hmm. on the park. Yeah. Um, and if you, once they sell out, they sell out. The tip around it, which is what we, which I recommend, and I kind of researched on my own, mm. uh, was if you book one of the two boat tours that meet within the connecting the going to the sun road. One is the Lake McDonald boat tour, yep. which I would suggest that, or yeah, the one in St. Mary's Lake, which is on the Eastern side of the park. So you got the one in the West part and the East park, uh, part of the park. So those are what you could do. Now the, the, again, they're like, well, was the reservation fees like only $2 versus a boat tour is like, you know, between 10 to $20. Yeah. You could spend a little bit more, but again, you get a boat tour on top of that, mm-hmm. which is nice. And you get your entrance for the day going on the round, going to the sun yeah. road, which is what I would recommend. Um, the other thing is also 
booking with a tour. So a tour, whether it be, um, you know, a tour that goes into Glacier National Park. So you get to go into the Sun Road experience. Uh, one of my personal favorites was actually the uh, Red Historic Jammer bus tour. Yeah. On those there, there's, buses. A, there's a bunch of different ways to do it. And that's just one location. But I think when it comes to, and I think we'll have to do another episode like this because this was funny. Um, some of these stories are just great. Um, but when it comes down to, I think all of our stories together, yours included, Brennan, and yeah. the ones our friends shared and the one you strangers shared, which we're really appreciative of as well. One, really do your research no matter where you're going. A lot yeah. of times we just assume, like, we book it, we know what we're going to do. Do your research on the excursions before you get there. Like, when you're making a reservation as well, don't pay random people. Yeah. <laughs> like, Get to your flights early and always have your emergency supplies in your um, carry-on. Even if yeah. you feel like you don't need a carry-on, I fit everything in my regular luggage. Trust me, carry-ons are lifesavers. Yeah. Those are the only tips I can give off the stories we have today. As far as being slapped in the face by an eagle, I got nothing for that. No, I have nothing on that either, but... I mean, the last thing I was going to say is I think it's just being prepared. A lot of people like to book sometimes last minute trips, last minute getaways, last minute things. And, and those, those are, can be fun. Those can be fun. Uh, again, you still want to be prepared, though, even just getting the bare minimum that you may need so that you can have a good time. Not, you know, when people are unprepared, that's when trips can go south. So... But I just want to say thank you, Brandon, for sharing those. And also to all of our friends and uh, friends, or sorry, friends and friends, friends and friends. Friends friends. Friends. Hey, friends. How you doing, friends? Friends, right. Uh, Friends and actually new friends, I should say. uh, (laughs) And listeners. And (laughs) listeners uh, to uh, for sharing your your feedback and stories. So just want to say thanks for joining us on today's podcast. Be sure to follow our Instagram page at Travels and Trains podcast, where you can message us with your travel questions or topics you want to hear more about. And if you haven't already, be sure to like, subscribe, and leave a review on whatever platform you use to listen to our podcast. Remember, adventure is just around the corner. And to always have a train-tastic day. <laughs>